0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinhardt. I'm the director of the practice IAM here at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Alexey Balagansky. He's a lead analyst with Kupinger Coal covering cybersecurity and much more. Hi, Alexey. Good to see you.
1: Well, hello, Matthias. Great to be uh, on this show again. It's been a while, so thanks for having me.
0: It's been a while, and the last time I'm not quite sure, but one of the last times that we talked with each other, we talked about debunking one of the myths that many organizations still live with or consider to be sentence of wisdom. We had a look at the use of VPNs and their role of protecting um, right. users from from yeah from from eavesdropping, from from being spied at in hotels, in their home network, wherever. Another similar topic I've covered with Martin Kuppinger uh, recently when we talked about the the end user as being the key uh, threat to organizations because they are the ones who click on the wrong links and everything like that. And we had a strong opinion about that as well. And we want to continue that discussion with another sentence of with them some truism that many companies, many vendors deal with when it comes to uh, talking about data security. They talk about um, data being the holy grail, being the crown jewels of an organization. And you, your stand statement today as a start would be the crown jewels are a lie. Why is that? And where do you come from with this discussion?
1: Right. Well, of course, the title itself comes from the our famous uh, portal game where their motto was the cake is a lie. So yeah, the crown jewels are a lie as well. And I guess we have to thank Martin Kupner again for kind of inspiring me uh, to talk about this today because last time, or uh, at your latest uh, episode, he was talking about data quality and data lineage and other research he has been doing recently and, publishes, uh, and published uh, recently as a leadership compass. And of course, I'm also working on uh, on my own leadership compass, focusing on data security platforms. And of course, uh, we have to not just think about data as uh, an object to protect, but data as the actual reason for many businesses today to exist. Because many companies uh, leave, or at least they claim to leave just from digital products. Basically, they sell data. And this is why this idea is uh, often promoted that data is actually their product and data is this precious metal, new oil, uh, even more expensive than printer ink, I guess. And I have to say, no, it's it's not just plainly untrue. It's actually a very dangerous assumption for many companies, especially for those who do not actually live from the data directly. So, not every company is Facebook or Twitter or anything like that or Google, and those who are not, they have to probably slightly temper their expectations and adjust their data management and data security strategies. Because again, uh, let's just talk about it, but uh, your data is probably not your crown jewels or at least not all of your data. And. Feel free to disagree with, with Matthias. What's your opinion on that?
0: Yeah, I think um, I think that the term data is a bit misleading. So if you, you've talked about data being the new oil. And, and if you follow that statement, then data is the unrefined, the crude oil. And I think what is of importance is this That part of data that is then considered to be information that is set into context, that is used in a specific context, and that gains value through interpretation, through processing. And that might be something where uh, this, this um, sentence about the crown jewels might become more true. Could that be an approach?
1: I would say that, first of all, not data is created equal. And just like in real life, most data probably like 99.9% at least is just junk uh, or maybe something like, you know, recycled uh, waste or like unrefined or basically some substance which on its own isn't particularly useful. And you have to actually invest a lot of effort, time and money to derive something interesting, something useful from that uh, ore or raw materials. Uh, and uh, again if we continue this uh kind of geological analogy again kind of not every material uh, we as humanity mine from ores is actually gold sometimes we have to extract stuff like uranium or arsenic or lead those uh, materials are very useful for very specific applications but are also extremely toxic and uh i guess the same uh Analogy should apply on digital to digital data as well. Some of the data you might be carelessly collecting from your customers, for example, or from scraping public sources or anything like that, can and eventually will like leak into your other stuff, like toxic substance and will poison your useful i t systems and it will lead you to massive legal. Uh, financial and reputational losses. And I guess one of the challenges we have to think about is how to prevent it from happening in the, in the first place.
0: So the idea is to not collect every data, not to, to be very um, decided what actually should be collected and what should be stored and what should be avoided, which is just junk, as you said. If I collect all the log data from all my web servers, which may or may not contain PII from the user that are using it, that I gather lots of this junk that I don't really want to keep, that I don't even use. Um, so it's really about refocusing, about reconsidering data storage in the first place.
1: Oh, absolutely. Look, PII, as you just mentioned, is like the most obvious example of toxic data. We all know that just keeping PII comes with a lot of regulations and dangerous or uh, and if you happen to mishandle that pii that personal sensitive data if you let it leak you are in a big trouble especially if you are in europe because the gdpr will come after you but of course similar regulations are coming up in the us uh, asia and other countries as well basically are wouldn't it have been much easier for everyone involved if you had not collected the data in the first place? And do you really, really need to have all the contact data of all of your customers uh, if you don't actually have uh, a clear and balanced strategy for dealing with the data later, especially uh, if you consider all the potential risks of mishandling that data? But of course, even more dangerous uh, is data like health data, which is even more strictly regulated. Financial records uh, in the, in the banking industry, for example, anything like that. Sometimes you maybe have to consider that kind of uh, even in the highly purified uh, end state of that data, where you have already invested a lot of effort into processing the ore, filtering out all the dangerous stuff. Is it really worth it in the end? What what exactly is your plan to deal with that data? Is it a crown jewel or is it more like a, a block of uranium, which you have to carefully handle and never ever poke with a screwdriver?
0: Yeah, I think um, maybe also one reason for this amount of data just piling up and, and nobody taking care of what, what is already stored is the, the, the decreasing price of storage. So you can just store it and you don't, you don't need to take care of what you're actually storing. And I think you are calling to action for actually making sure to understand what you are actually storing. So it's not the price of storage. It's the price of having it there and having it, um, yeah, capable of being processed um, for good or for bad and really making sure that you only store what is required. So it's really... Um, yeah, a concept that is in, in Martin's leadership compass and sh- surely will be in your leadership compass is actually in understanding, in tagging, in, in assigning uh, criticality to data and understanding its, its value and its worth and its danger, its risk. Uh, so maybe this is something that organizations should apply in general, apart from what you do in your LC and Martin did in his LC. So it's really understanding what to work with in general before applying these concepts. So it's a kind of hygiene then?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you are hitting the nail here. And by the way, kind of speaking of storage, this is probably another misconception. Sto- yes, storage is nowadays much cheaper than it was before, but it's still not free. Far from it. And especially when you consider that again, kind of different types of data for different applications require different of storage sometimes it has to be extremely secure, even if it's expensive and slow, for example. but for other cases it has to be extremely fast. Some memory you only can keep uh, or sorry, some data you can only keep it in memory, for example, otherwise it will be just too slow for processing. I guess the key takeaway here is that data on its own never exists in vacuum. Data only generates value when it's being processed. So if you only store your data for later, it doesn't generate any income. It doesn't generate any value. You're only losing money on it, even if it's stored in the cheapest tier of your storage. And as soon as you start actually processing the data, as soon as you start exposing it to unprotected hardware, the cloud, the third party, untrusted partners, uh, even customers, you are opening a huge kind uh, of worms, you're uh, like expanding your uh, attack surface of the data immensely. And you really have to consider like, is it worth it at all?
0: Yeah, I think one of the, one of the yeah, calls to action or the, 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 the recommendation that we would then give is first apply Martin's leadership compass about data management platforms to identify to find data where it is right now to understand what is there and understand why it's there um, and if it really should be there. And once you've boiled down to what you really need, then apply what you are looking at within your leadership compass when it comes to data security platforms to apply the right means of protecting that little tiny leftover set of data that is actually at the core of your business. Right, right. So, again just understand,
1: not all of your data is gold. Not even oil, not even ore, some of your data is probably just plain old manure and you have to get rid of it as quickly as possible. So yes, you always have to know what data you have, where did it come from, what is it potentially worth, how risky it is in terms of uh, compliance and uh, potential security regulations and so on and so forth. So you have to manage, you have to refine, you have to uh, trace data lineage at all times, because this is basically this is uh, that metadata that actually turns uh, potential value into real value. And of course, yes, uh, as soon as you start actually doing something with your data, as soon as you start investing in your data, if you will, uh, you have to also invest into properly securing the data. And properly securing, uh, I insist, uh, means uh, securing the data. All the time, not just at drive or in transit, but also in use. And we have so uh, many interesting and innovative developments coming up in that area, which I will be covering in my leadership compass. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not yet published, but probably will be soon. And uh, I invite everyone to have a look at that and watch this space. But basically, again, kind of data is valuable only if it's the right kind of data and only if it's protected properly. And, of course, only as long as it generates value. Uh, Maybe you have to even think about disposing of old data, which is no longer useful. It's another topic to cover, Uh, probably uh, a a separate discussion, or generating test data, or preparing uh, Desensitized data for business analytics and so on and so forth. There are so many interesting aspects to uh, discuss here, but again, kind of you always have to consider that not all of your data is worth the same, uh, even potentially the same value. Not all your data is gold.
0: Yeah. I think that is, you mentioned that disposing this data um, might, might be really an issue. So if, our audience or some of our audience um, um, agreed to what you said, um, or if you disagree, just leave it in the comments below this this, this video. Um, but if they agree and say, okay, I should get rid most probably of 95% of the data that I'm currently storing because it's old, it, there's no business use for it, it's just there because we could collect it. Um, is there tool support in identifying what is, which type of data and what uh, maybe even uh, apply some, 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 analysis around what is this data actually? Is this a social security number? Is it a mail address? Is it a personal record? Is it health data? Are there, Is there tool support to understand, yeah, that is really something that I should get rid of? Well, let
1: me put it this way. Yes, of course, there are tools. I would even say there are way too many tools currently available on the market, uh, both for data management and data security. And all those things which are nowadays called like uh, DevOps and data ops uh, and in order to kind of not get lost in this uh, huge uh, markets uh, full of de- uh, data tools, what you really need in advance is uh, actually some kind of guidance and uh, support and actually to understand how do you even uh, assess those tools and how do you find the ones which are tailored specifically for your requirements and for your business processes. And of course, uh, I guess we should probably shamelessly say this is exactly what Copinger Your does. So come to us with your questions and we will be glad to talk to you and
0: uh, support you and maybe even uh, assist you with the tools of our own. Absolutely. And I think um, we, we have different types of support. As you've mentioned, you've mentioned the leadership compass, which are massive documents, but with highly condensed and really um, correlated information that really covers one market segment. Of course, we provide um, a personal support as teams, as advisory teams that support organizations. And there's also a new way of getting to data. It's not yet covering the markets that we're looking at right now or discussing in that in that episode. But we are building on that and we will start with um, passwordless um, authentication in that area. It will be, and we've mentioned that before, the KC Open Select platform, which can help you in identifying your own requirements and mapping that um, to a market segment and the proper tools that are of use for you as well. So there are different offerings here at Kupinger Co where you can really get to information um, regarding the markets that you're interested in. But we are interested in you as the audience in getting back to us. So please reach out for these more controversial discussions that we do in these episodes when it comes to debunking uh, some of these truisms that we see in the market. Um, if you agree, if you disagree, if you want to continue that discussion, please reach out to us either via the um, the comment section here or just reach out to, to Alexey or me via mail. Mail addresses are everywhere around our um, our platform, our com site. Um, thank you very much, Alexey, for raising that topic. Any final words that you want to add?
1: Well, again, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Uh, I am really glad that we have kind of the platform for raising those controversial topics from time to time. And I'm really looking forward to debunking even more. With. And uh, as you just mentioned, yeah, discussions sound good. There is nothing that I like more than a really interesting and engaging discussion. So everyone, uh, even if you disagree with us, let's just talk because... Uh, in the discussion, uh, we will always uh, achieve a constructive, useful uh, result in the end. And this is what we do. And this is what we love to do.
0: No further comment from my side. That's a great final conclusion for this episode. Thank you very much again, Alexei, for contributing. Looking forward to having you soon again on this podcast, debunking some myths. Um, thanks again, Alexei. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.